Welcome to Soul on Purpose Podcast. This holistic podcast caters to Black girls who love to discuss natural healing, emotional wellness, and personal empowerment, as well as those who are looking for concrete ways to fulfill their purpose and be a soul on purpose. Hello, beautiful souls. Today is Sunday, and this Sunday, Soul on Purpose podcast falls on Mother's Day. It is a beautiful occasion for most people to celebrate their mamas and themselves if they are mothers, as well as their mama friends. But not everyone has a great mama story. Some of us are without our mothers in the flesh, so it can be a little dicey at times to know who's celebrating, who's mourning, or some people who are just not generally feeling it or their mama. So what do you do? How do you handle these things? I want to touch on several of these things today. And I also want to talk about the Aisha Curry debacle. (laughs) I just, man, listen. So first things first, what do you do when someone you know isn't really feeling Mother's Day? Of course, the base, base, base is being kind, practicing compassion and empathy. If you know that someone doesn't have a great history with their mother, then maybe saying, you know, happy Mother's Day around them or asking them what they did with their mothers or things like that are just issues that you may not want to breach, period, you know? And if you don't know if they are a mother, You can always say Happy Mother's Day to them, but maybe they're not into it. And if you're close enough, they may share with you why. But if you're not, you may need to just take their behavior or their affect, which is not positive, as it is. And don't be angry about it, you know? Having kindness and compassion towards others when they're dealing with things is really key in friendship and relationship. So if you know someone who isn't really feeling Mother's Day, the best thing you can do is just be there with them and for them and not bring it up maybe. But how do you deal with Mother's Day when your mother isn't present? So for me, my mother isn't here. And I always tell my friends, you know, she's not here with me in the flesh but she's always here with me in spirit. I always feel her urging. She's like my ancestor angel right now. And she's always present with me, you know? Um, Some people don't see it like that and they may still be in the grief stages and they may not be able to process it like that. You know, they may not be able to see that. But if you are dealing with Mother's Day right now and your mother isn't here and you're still on the grief side of things, I would say journal about it. I would say write a letter to your mother. I would say light a candle for your mother and have a picture there with the candle. Build an altar. Mother's Day is a perfect opportunity for you to dedicate some time to thinking about your mother in a positive way, reliving the great things that happened with her and you. You know, creating an altar with her name, her picture, a candle, some of her favorite items that you may still have from her when she was alive. 
this is what I would do and what I have done for my mother. I have a candle, I have her picture, I have other little things that I've gotten from her that remind me of her, all on its own little space in my bedroom. And I visit her every day. Now, <laughs> what can mothers do to make sure that they are practicing self-love despite their busy lifestyles? See, mothering is a thing, right? People think that just because you're a mother, you don't have other things to do. Mother is just one title of a woman who may do so many other things. Say for instance, myself, I'm a mother. I'm also a Reiki master teacher. I'm also an English teacher. I'm also a life coach. I'm also a big sister to 10 other people. <laughs> I'm also like I could go on and on I'm also an author you know I'm also about to launch a line of t-shirts I'm about to be like a real deal entrepreneur up in this jiggy jiggy I mean so you have to take time just saying that to say we have a lot of hats that we wear and as mothers we need to make sure that we are winding down that we are taking time to think and be, think about where we are personally, emotionally, physically, mentally, all those different things. I meditate every day in order to be able to do that. Um, I try to. It's important to think about all of those different things because they are the things that can make or break how you're able to become or be a mother. You know, if you're stressed out, things are not going well, you're not actually taking the time to meditate, to get centered with yourself, to do those things that a lot of people consider to be luxuries, like massages, like Reiki, like going to the sauna, like working out. All of these different things help you become intentional about your wellness. And it helps you as a mother to actually practice that self-love that then your cup is full so that you are able to pour out without becoming empty. Because an empty mom is one that can sometimes not be a happy mom, not a happy camper, one who's flying by the seat of their pants, you know? And that's a difficult thing to do when you are wearing so many different hats. So you have to pour into yourself so that you are able to pour out. And we as women and mothers pour out so much. Another topic that I wanted to cover was when you have trauma tied to motherhood or your own mother, what are your options around this time of year? So trauma tied to motherhood could be maybe you've had several miscarriages. Maybe you have tried and tried and tried, but you're unable to become pregnant. And it's one of the things that you really want to do. Maybe you and your mother had a very, very difficult relationship. I can actually identify both of those things. I had several miscarriages before I had my last son and it was difficult, you know, difficult even thinking about being pregnant, much less actually having a baby that you actually can take home and carry in your arms and love, you know, and what do you do? What are your options around this time of year? Well, one, what I do, I actually do not uh, pay homage to the children that I lost. I do not. Um, I kind of worked through that when it happened and those children have been gone and they are in the ether and they went back. 
um, to where they belong. And that's okay. I'm okay with that now. So in that case, I would say, if you haven't done that work, then you need to do that work. You need to release those children from your body, from your mind, from your heart. You need to love them still, but you can't carry the burden of their coming to you. I think that that is where we sometimes become bogged down because we're carrying the burden of the loss and we're not thinking about it as a pathway to our healing, to our lesson, to something that we needed to learn, feel, grow through. You know, and that's what I believe that we grow through things, not go through things. Because when you go through something, you just go through it. You don't learn anything and there's no lessons and you're not growing. But when you grow through something, it enables you to see the things that you need to take with you through the process. Um, when it comes to your own mother, if you have a tense relationship or trauma-driven relationship with your mother, there's some things that you can do. For me, my mother was alive at the time and I was able to go to her and speak to her and talk to her about the things that I felt went wrong with me as a child. The things that I felt where I felt hurt, where I felt wounded, my wounded child. I was able to bring that wounded child to her and lay out all of its grievances with her. And we talked about it and we, we went through it. You know, it was a lot of screaming and cussing and fussing. And then it was a lot of tears. Then it was a lot of hugs and love. And I love you and I'm sorry on both sides, you know, and that may not be an option for you because maybe your mother is not here. And in that case, what I would suggest you do is write her a letter. Write her a letter of all the things that you wanted to have her see and understand about your process as a child and as a young adult and then as a woman, you know. And then I would say light a candle and burn it and then bury the ashes and forgive your mother. Um, that's a ritual that I think really works. I, I think it's something that we all may need to do in reference to things that we'll not be able, or we will not be able to actually get closure to with that person. That is a good way to do that. Um, next segment is gonna be about how does motherhood tie in to what happened to Aisha Curry and what she said. But now you're gonna get a little word from my sponsor. So stay tuned. So, how does motherhood tie in with what happened when Aisha Curry said what she said on the Red Table Talk? Now, I'm not going to say that I'm going to repeat verbatim what she said, but in general, what she was stating and what she was saying was that I do not feel seen. Not that she wanted the attention, but she just didn't feel seen. And not as seen as her husband seem to be seen um and people really had a hard time taking what she said they tried to bring up something that she said 10 years ago about being accosted in the gas station by someone and feeling uncomfortable and having that feel like unwanted attention and they even said that maybe that's you know she's going back on what she really wanted what does she really want and i beg to differ i, I mean in my opinion is it is that she had a moment of vulnerability, that she was sharing in a group of women how she felt about being a woman in this moment in time. 10 years ago, she was just engaged. She wasn't a mother. She wasn't a wife. 
she wasn't an entrepreneur. She's wearing so many more hats right now. And we as women sometimes tend to get lost in our roles and we do not recognize ourselves just for who we are. And sometimes it takes that admirer saying, you know what, you're beautiful and not wanting sex, or even if they want sex, we're not thinking about it as being a sexual advance. We're thinking about it as a recognition of ourselves. And I think that that got really, really taken out of context by so many different people, male and female, men and women alike, just really like, demonized her. I felt like, wow, they're saying that she hates her husband and she should have waited until after the playoffs and she shouldn't feel like that. And they were just shooting all over her, you know, just should, 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 should. And I'm like, wow, at what point are we unable as women to express how we feel? At what point is it a given that if we have a successful, powerful uh, millionaire husband that we still can't feel that we are not getting the attention that we want. And maybe not even from him, just in general from life. Like we go to the grocery store in our sweatpants, nobody's checking for us. The cashier is not giving us a wink. They're not saying, oh, you look nice today. Nobody's saying anything. It's like we're invisible and the invisibility of women is something that we feel greatly. We feel that. It is something that plagues us internally, emotionally, and that we very rarely talk about. So for me, I feel like Aisha was definitely on point. I feel like she has the right to express how she feels. And even if nobody likes it at all, it really doesn't matter because that's how she feels. And she has the right to feel like that. And then I was so, so happy when I saw her husband actually backing her up when I saw that he said you know what it took a lot of courage and vulnerability for you to express that and I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you for taking what's happening in the you know the public sphere how people are saying these things about you and to you but I'm here for you so he basically shut down all those people who said, why would she do that? It's him. It's his player. She's going to turn his game off. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, wow. And all those women who thought, oh, she's not, she don't want him. I'll take him. No, she loves her husband. They have a wonderful marriage and relationship and they have children. That is not the problem. The problem was that she just had a moment that she needed to express, period. And I love her doing that. I know as mothers, sometimes we lose, our, we lose ourselves. And I think that that was what she was experiencing in that moment. Our bodies change, our hats change. We're not the sexy young thing anymore. And that's a thing that we have to handle as women. And some people don't, don't want to understand that about us. Now, I hope that you gave your mother all the love that she could stand this, this Mother's Day. And I hope that you were able to be pampered as a mother as well. And this concludes the episode of Solo Purpose Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'll be holding this space for us next Sunday. Stay blessed.